Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jedi Eternal. My name is Andrew Bullen, and this is my third time starting this <laughs> starting this intro, and I'm getting a little tired of it. I don't know what kind um, of gremlin comes in and changes our settings every I single swear, time. Dude. I swear, there's like some kind of like either demonic um, evil presence, evil presence that lives in my computer, or a gremlin, or. Uh, maybe even like a Toy Story scenario where my Funko Pops are like jumping off the walls and like they're like rolling around on the keyboard. They're all in boxes where so they're freaking out trying to get out and they're like hitting on the keyboard and everything. Like my all my game boards come to life. All the pieces for my game boards are yeah. coming out and they're yeah. like jumping on There's everything. There's some evil stuff there. Evil. There's a lot of evil presence going on in here. <laughs> but anyways, it took three ch- attempts, but here we are and yeah. I believe we are now. Everything is working properly. So uh, give 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 yourselves Yay. a hand. Yay. But I'm here with Gator Dunn, Braxton Taylor, Gator and I'm, I don't even want to. I don't even want to explain it this time. We already explained it before. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not like, even it's nearly as funny that we've explained it like two times yeah, now. It's, it's just that's what you should call him for the next week is Gator Dunn. Yeah, um, there's a. Is it, I want to say a funny story. It's really not that funny now that we said it like two know, times in a row. Yeah. Um, but. Long story short, I have a car shirt on that says GTR, and he thought it said Gitter. As it looks Gitter like done. Gitter, and so I looked at yeah. the back of his shirt. It didn't say done. So then, <laughs> we had a really nice uh, organic yeah. intro. Yeah, what it's the? just not funny anymore. <laughs> okay, sorry, I got thrown off here. There's a random dog in his room. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so that's just uh, another dog that we end up keeping some time oh really um i've never seen that dog before in my it's life, so. it's uh it's tara's parents dog oh well i just see this dog come up to me and like jumps up on me and i'm like i've never seen this dog in my life yeah but anyways uh we hope you're all doing well we just recently had our lego star wars episode two finally released yeah. we guys lied to you over yeah. and over again about that um, inadvertently right sorry, we didn't but, mean to well, do no, it, we didn't but... mean to lie to you but we did lie to you like over and over again about that releasing but guess what it actually has released you can watch it on youtube you can yes. watch it on facebook uh whichever one is your preference um you can watch that there check those out and we're going to try to stay a little more on it uh so with that being said our next episode of that episode three should be out next week yeah so, so stick around for those uh, if you like it, let us know. Um, if you don't like it, let us know that too. Because honestly, we don't want to do it if you guys don't like it. So. Exactly. It's more work <laughs> we'd, for us, you know. We'd honestly, just rather you tell us if you don't yeah. like something. So, um, but you can catch our episodes, our Jedi Eternal episodes, and our Let's Play episodes, um, of course, on you know uh, Apple Podcasts on. Uh, spotify but however you can also catch it early usually uh, up to two days early you can catch that on our patreon and um and on our patreon we have one other very special thing about our patreon and that is that we have an exclusive podcast that only airs on our patreon so only if you pay the five dollars to be a jedi eternal patron can you have um this this podcast and this last one we did was uh i thought was pretty fun i think we had a pretty good time with it mm-hmm. um and we, we we talked about a lot of stuff we actually went into our our personal hobbies and, and yes. things we enjoyed doing but we also talked about phase like four through six of the mcu because of the oh, yeah. recent announcements 
So a lot of fun stuff we talked about in that. You had something you wanted to say? I was just going to say, I promise we're not egotistical at all. Uh, we would never talk about <laughs> our like us and our lives and stuff. But that was by request of Josh and Birkinshaw, who is one of our producers. And that kind of segues into this next part, which is if you become a producer and become of that part of our Patreon, you actually get to help us decide what content we put out there. And you get to decide what subjects we talk about, you know, if there's a thing that you want to suggest that we do or don't do that's something you absolutely can do as a producer um and we we obviously listen to critiques or anything of, from anybody right of course but as a producer you get that little extra push in our ear there because because uh, you're very special to us and you give us money so <laughs> 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 yes yeah, so um that is a big thing but of course we also do our we do our shout outs to our patrons and we're gonna do that right now oh yeah so starting with jb josh and birkinshaw thank you so much for being a patron producer of jedi eternal also we have uh tara bolin my wonderful beautiful wife thank you so much for being uh and spending my money on uh, no i'm just kidding <laughs> it's her money too i'm just kidding i'm just kidding she's gonna beat me up later, paying right? dividends i'm, kidding. That's I'm what... kidding she doesn't beat me i'm just all a joke i've seen the bruises <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe. Um, uh, Grace and David Gill, uh, we thank you so much. You guys are the best. And also Alex Mason. Um, you know, I just saw Alex Mason this past weekend. Whoa. I did. And uh, and let's just say we had a very intense Phase 10 match. And uh, Phase I think 10. I think he may have left crying. That's all I'm going to say. He may I have, mean, we're not going to say for sure. It's right? like... You know, but... I think he was trying to blink back tears as we walked away. And I was like, you know, thought, it stings. should I check on him? It should stings. I? I didn't, though. I no, just left. No, so. absolutely not. Uh, and also, we want to thank Jay Camdar. Thank you so much, Jay Camdar, for being a patron producer. And last but certainly not least, even though she didn't, has never listened to our podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Jenna Evans, for supporting us. Um, again, she has never, ever listened to any of our podcasts, but we still. Thank you for the $5. Anyways. Nice. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to join on that, we would absolutely love to have you a part of that. We'd love to have your input on the future of Jedi Eternal. Much, much more to come as we get ever closer to um, Andor. There's a lot of yes. exciting things on the way. And we're going to talk a lot about Andor as we jump into our news, actually. Yes. We're going to spend some time here and talk to you guys about uh, the new Andor trailer that has released. Because here's the thing. Um, in the Since our last Jedi Eternal episode, the Andor trailer's released. So maybe it's not necessarily new to you guys. But we still wanted to give our input and our thoughts on the trailer um, because we had not recorded since then. So that's kind of the first thing we're going to discuss here in our news section. Um, and so, Braxton, yes. um, first, <laughs> I just want to see uh, what your thoughts were on the trailer. Before we go into any more of a breakdown, mm -hmm. just what are your initial thoughts when you saw this trailer? Well, I thought that it was actually pretty cool. I mean, uh, again, this is something we've talked about on the podcast before. Uh, I was not very excited for a very, very, very long time about Andor. Um, not that I inherently thought it was going to be bad or anything like that, but it's about characters I just really didn't care about. And secondarily, to kind of add to that, is that, that Andor was the very first show that was ever uh, announced, right? It was the very first show even before Mando, right? Um, and here we are <laughs> finally getting it now, mm -hmm. uh, uh, what, uh, like three years later. Yeah. So, um, so... Uh, 
my lack of desire to have it anyways, on top of it being pushed back several times, it did not make me want to watch it. But I will say, after this newest trailer, I have to admit it has piqued my interest. A, it's Star Wars, so I'm going to watch it anyway, regardless, right? But B, it it truly has piqued my interest because as a Disney Plus show, this is like one of the most cinematic Disney Plus, I mean, I can't, I can't say shows yet because I haven't seen it, but well, the trailer, at least, it looks incredibly cinematic. This mm-hmm. looks like movie quality, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, a lot of the Disney Plus shows have been near movie quality, like Mando Season 2 was, um, and, and Kenobi and stuff, but you see what I'm saying. I mean, it's just, yeah. it looked very cinematically directed, um, and again, it could very possibly just be great uh, marketing team over the trailer, <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely piqued my interest, and... Um, yeah, I just think it looked good, and we're going to get more into it. I have more to say, but, you know. Okay, so it looks like we're about on the same page here. Um, you know, as you guys who have listened to us know, both of us have, have expressed our uh, disinterest, I guess, in, mm-hmm. in Andor. It's never really been too exciting uh, to us as far as the, all of the announced shows have went. We're like, okay, you know, cool, we'll check it I out mean, when I'm it comes out. It, I mean, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> But yes, this this trailer has very quickly changed my my take on on this. Yeah, for sure. Again, it's only a trailer, and and I want to preface that before we as we get into all of this, it's only a trailer, and trailers have let us down before. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't want to. I, I I know and understand just because a trailer might be good does not mean the finished product will be as good as as the trailer, but. From the trailer, I have to say, this is the best-looking Disney Plus series um, from Star Wars that we've gotten yet, based on the trailer. Um, I am really, really impressed with what we see here. And I Mm -hmm. I think I know what the difference is. First, Well, first of all, I think that they're, they're... they're trying to stick with what we got out of Rogue One, right? Which yeah, is that very yeah, grounded, uh, um, almost like gritty yeah. look to everything, right? Yeah. Like they, like Rogue One did, which I loved Rogue One. Right. Rogue yeah. One, uh, cinema, cinematography, everything about Rogue One is just oh yeah, out of out of. There's some I mean, crazy shots, like, and not even just talking necessarily about the content of the movie, but like in terms of like the some of the shots that they get was just well, I would mind say blowing. I would say it's the best Disney movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's like. The only thing that keeps me from saying it may be my favorite out of the Disney Plus or Disney uh, Star Wars movies mm-hmm. is that it doesn't have like Jedi and stuff like Which, that. I really love about as Star many Wars. of you know is our affinity, right? You know. Like we love anything to do with the Jedi and stuff. Rogue One didn't really <laughs> have that. But as far as like, if I were to say, okay, well, which one is just all around the best package Star Wars movie that mm. Disney has created? And I would yeah. have to, I would have to say it's Rogue One. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, uh, and so you know, this is a prequel to Rogue One essentially, and so, but but, but what I think here we're, we're seeing is, so the Mandalorian, and Kenobi, the Book of Boba Fett. All three of those series were um, were you were made using what they call the uh, uh, wow mm-hmm. I totally just forgot what it's called 
What is it called? The the technology that they're using, Ooh, um, the stage, yeah, yeah, that they um, have. What do they call that? The volume, the volume. volume. I knew it's like yes. one word. Yeah, yeah. They they're using the volume. Okay, an outstanding, uh, <laughs> an outstanding piece of technology yeah. that has forever changed the way Truly. that they can yeah. they can they can make movies and stuff. Right? Truly, um, and it's been fantastic. It's it's allowed for them to make things faster oh yeah um it's allowed for the actors even to to kind of be more and feel like they're in it exactly um and and anyways so i i have no issues with the volume i love it i want to make that clear before i say my next statement with all this is i i love the volume i think it's fantastic i think they should continue to use it however this series is not using the volume this series is using practical um stages they're using i mean they're actually going on site to all these places oh wow they're, everything is built you know they're doing all that stuff like they used to do yeah so okay. i mean basically the tactics you'd use for a movie like an actual film you right know? and so yes this did take a lot longer to make we've been hearing about this show they've been filming the show for a long time and part of the reason it's taken so long to film is because they've actually been going on site to different right. locations right. all over the world to film this movie yeah. or this sorry the series and so that takes time. Sure. It's not, they can't go, okay, well, let's go into the, essentially our large warehouse that has super high technology <laughs> right. and you can re- bring 12 people bring there and all 12 of a sudden, people there and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're in a whole nother world. <laughs> right. um, they can't do that with this. Now, of course, the cons to that is it does, it does take a lot longer, but you cannot deny the obvious beauty that we're seeing because sure. of the, yeah. because they're using these natural, um backdrops and they're using this everything's built and and right yeah. there in real life and you cannot deny it does make a difference and that's what i was about to say it's not even just the way um it looks right because they mm-hmm. can look i mean you can literally be on tatooine in the stinking volume right but it's more even more about the feel you know what i'm saying it, there's an organic nature to it that mm-hmm. that really f- draws you in and it makes you feel like um, I don't know. Like I said, authenticity, I guess, is it maybe a, a word that you could use is that it feels authentic, you know, because, yeah. you know, because you're actually there, you know. Right. And I, I do feel like that does come through in the filming. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times when you're watching, um, when you're watching, you know, Kenobi, you're watching The Mandalorian, all the these things, it's, it's usually like. You don't really think, oh, this looks bad. It actually looks pretty right. good. But when you compare it next to what we're getting <laughs> right. from this, you're, you're going all like, of a sudden whoa. it's like, oh, yeah. there is something in my mind triggering. Oh, I do actually notice a difference. <laughs> right. um, and so, anyways, high praises for the the, the cinematography of all Absolutely. of this. But but let's kind of just break it down here, uh, going into the trailer a little deeper. So um, we start with um, we see uh, what what appears to be. Like on some kind of um, some kind of world that apparently doesn't have a whole lot going on for it, right? It seems to be right. mostly like derelict. Yeah, you know. um, and we see uh, the like. Are they? I think they even have like bows. Am I correct with that? Uh, accidentally closed out of my tabs, <laughs> so I'm trying to get back like, to it, but maybe not. I can't tell. It almost looks like some of them have like bow and arrows on their back or something, but maybe it could. Not. Well, I um, mean, as we know very quickly. <clears throat> wait, hold on. I know this one person has like a staff, you know, like a. Yeah. Well, and then after that, we do see um, 
a big star destroyer. And then we do see what appears to be some like carriers, um, which is very reminiscent of um, the like Clone Wars carriers, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, they're in that transition phase to some degree, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. So, and it kind of looks like they're about to attack this village. So, I'm not sure why, um, what what that really means for us, but we see. Um, we see uh, a supervisor come in with some other people here. We see, um, I don't remember, I don't know who this woman's name is, but she's got her hands held up like they're um, about to shoot her. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and uh, so this all kind of appears to be the same place. Um, and, we, and we, you know, we know the story or the series is structured in four arcs of three episodes each, right? Yeah. So I would imagine what we're seeing here is a lot of what we'll see in the first arc. Sure. Oh yeah. 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 Right. I would say the later arcs, we've probably not seen hardly anything of if Mm -hmm. any of it at all. Um, which is so exciting that we're getting so many episodes, but Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited about that. So from there, let's see, what else do we got? We, we do see, um, Diego and I think her name's Adria. Adria. I don't know. Honestly. Uh, but they look like they kind of want to kiss or something. Whoa. <laughs> that is a little too much for me. <laughs> uh, and then we see him, like, sneaking around. Um, let's see. So. In-depth analysis here. <laughs> <laughs> so he's walking around. I know. I, know. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, folks. At the end of the day, there isn't a ton to go over. Because that's kind of what they're to trying to do, here, right? Yeah. They're just trying to give you a flavor of what you're I will say, expect. I've seen... It does show the the watchtower, right? Um, or maybe maybe it doesn't show the watchtower in this, but I wa- I've seen the watchtower in the the teaser trailer that they showed at Celebration, Whoa. which was not the same trailer we got here. Uh, yeah, it was completely different actually. Huh. So that's that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, but it, they had a guy that like was playing the drums up there on this <laughs> thing, and it was interesting. But it is interesting. Uh, let's see what else. Inter- what other interesting things can we see here? We do get Saul Guerrero later on. You know, I mean that's pretty obvious, yes. right? But yes, we do see Saul Guerrero. So of course we're gonna get more of him, which I think is cool. Uh, something interesting that I do want to point out before that, um, we we see one shot that looks like this, like there's this little kid looking at what almost looks like a post-apocalyptic landscape type thing, right? And uh, they're saying that that kid's name is the official description of the image says it is a kid named Casa hmm. around six years old, played by a Latino actor named Casa. So. Wait, so the character is named Casa and yeah. it's played by a person named Casa. Is that what I'm, I'm standing correctly? No, 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 no. It's it's uh no the the kid's name's Ant- Antonio but oh, his, okay. but he is what you said it just sounded like sorry no <laughs> so but what's interesting about that is that makes me wonder if this is actually a flashback Cassian, to Cassian you know. as yeah. a young young child as we know um Cassian's parents were separatists <laughs> right yeah um, which would be a very interesting viewpoint that I don't think we've really gotten that much also you know Diego has the famous line I've been in this fight since I was 6 years old Mm-hmm. And so, basically, I think this is set up for that, which means we're most likely going to see some battle 
from the Clone Wars <laughs> oh, in live yeah. action. That here, would be so awesome. Which also means we could get some Jedi just for a little bit. Ooh. We could get a Jedi, right? I mean, I mean it is not an impossibility at all. We could all. get a Jedi. And, well, and what would know, be very cool is, like I said, he's talking about we've been in this fight since we're six. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it'd be cool to see it through the eyes of a separatist as the Jedi, like we're always the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As yeah. you know, the Jedi's are coming in and they're they're fighting for the Republic, and and so you're seeing it from a, a separatist viewpoint because we've got a little bit of that in the Clone well, Wars. Yes but, and no, be, but because we know he actually joins the the rebels at this point. So to yeah, me, I don't think I don't think he would see it as a enemy type scenario. But what, how, I mean, this is getting crazy, okay? But what if they had Obi-Wan and Anakin? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Come on, throw them in there. They've, <laughs> they're already been I mean, doing they, stuff Yeah, lately, they already so made the show. Just I mean, do come it. on. Just do it. Okay? That's what people want. That's what I people want. I just feel like want. people would be like, oh, well, that would just, you know, it takes away from the whole no, People would go blah, blah, insane. Blah. If there was just a short, brief scene where you get Kenobi and Anakin in the Clone Wars armor. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and, you, and you know, little Diego's there. And oh, he's, yeah. And, and, I'm telling you, like just in the background, like they're they're kind of like it doesn't you know, have to be much liberating. At all. Just, yeah, they're just there fighting. You know, uh, do it, <laughs> do it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, going forward, yes, we do see, um, we do see whatever his name is, Saul Saul Guerrero. He's there. That's that's cool. I think that's great that we're gonna get more of him. Um, you never know what his hair is going to be. Is he going to be bald? Is he going to have lots of hair? It's always a <laughs> exactly. Or he's going to have uh, he gonna... like braids. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, you, you know, never know. Whatever, yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, uh, yeah, like you said, there's not really a whole lot to technically say ab- about what we're seeing here. Um, we do well. We do get to see Mon Mothma, as we know, she's going to play a pretty important yeah, role yeah. Um, within within this, as she's essentially building up the rebellion. And uh, I think we're going to get a lot of political, like, interesting stuff here. Yeah, and so one of the big things that, that Rogue One did that set the precedence um, that really no other Star Wars media had done up to that point was that, again, that it gave a very, pardon me, a very gritty, very average person look. But even then, it was still um, very military-based, right? The, you know, the the... the beginnings of the rebellion and and all of this stuff right um so you're still getting that but this one even goes further and it shows like you know like riots and like you know people in the streets and just common people so it's it's going to be very interesting to really like to really get down into the nitty-gritty right and like yeah. uh, see people's perspective who have no military uh exposure who have no you know affiliation with jedi or mm-hmm. you know or anything like that so it'll definitely be interesting for sure yeah and and it's just you know I, Again, this series has this series doesn't have all of the the uh, fan power right. behind it with like all of the the star studded cast of yeah. Oh, well, it does have. St- don't get me wrong; it has a lot of great actors in it. But I mean, like, but like big names, big you know? big Star Wars characters right. that you already know and love, right? Like, there's a couple that we know here, but they're not like. Luke Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi right. levels of, of yeah. fame, and so they have to knock this out of the park with the story, with the setting, and I think that they they really have a chance to do that because essentially what we have here is a Star Wars Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like yeah. that's what this can be. I can see that. Um, you know, it's 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 this this tug of war for control between the the Empire and the the birth of the rebellion here as we're going to see them mm-hmm. um, as, you know, like Mom Mothma, I think, you know, she's going to be an Imperial Senator. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like we know, of course, that she doesn't agree with it and she's building a rebellion um, along with others like Bale. I, I guarantee you we're going to see Bale in this. Oh, that, like, that, that's they like haven't shown him, my but mind. like yeah. he's got to be in it. Right. Come I mean, on. It would yeah. make no sense if he's not. So, um, so I think there's just a lot of really interesting stuff we can build up here and just appreciate not only Rogue One, but just the rebellion as a whole even mm-hmm. more because we're going to see the things they go through and do mm-hmm. to get to that point. So I'm, I'm really excited for it now. I'm really, yeah. really looking forward to it. And now here's a couple other things about it that um, that came along with the trailer, and that is uh, it's now debuting with three episodes instead of two. Right, yes. But yeah. the date has changed. Yep. No yep. longer on August 31st. It's now on September 21st. <laughs> so that is a bummer. Um, we, you know, we thought we were right around the corner. It's yeah. still going to be here before you know it. But uh, I do have to believe that maybe they decided to do that because of She-Hulk. Yeah, very possibly. Yeah. Um, they are really wanting that to blow up. Because here's so. the thing. They did. They had Kenobi. Kenobi and Miss Marvel overlapped, and I think that hurt uh, Miss Marvel quite oh, a bit yeah, because of because I think people were, were still so excited about Obi Wan Kenobi that like I know me and I think a lot of others were like, well, we're gonna watch Obi Wan Kenobi. We'll get to Miss Marvel later. Oh yeah, and and so I think they're trying to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, now both shows I think will still overlap, but I think it's gonna give them more time to get settled in with She Hulk. And if you would like to know more about our thoughts and opinions on Miss Marvel, like She-Hulk, nice. and all other Marvel things, please go nice. and subscribe to our Patreon and listen to our most yes. latest and other stuff episode where we talk exclusively about all yes. of the new Marvel releases. Oh, good plug. I like that. Now back to the show. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> a little very, stinger for very you. Very good. But anyways, we're going we're gonna to push on from here. Again, if you haven't watched the trailer, go watch it because it, it truly is just wow just fantastic this political spy thriller set in the star wars universe and, yeah you know, it's just yeah it looks phenomenal now will it be phenomenal i don't know we, we shall but, see but stick with us and we will let you know absolutely uh, we will definitely let you know but. all right so our next news piece is a kind of a, a double uh, header here and that we got some announcements here on two different comic series that are coming up uh number one that is marvel star wars hidden empire and then the second being marvel star wars revelation of course andrew is our resident book and comic guy so he's going to be able to deep dive on that uh better than i will but uh, Marvel Star Wars is Hidden Empire from my understanding and Drew correct me if I'm wrong but this is the kind of the finale this is the conclusion to the Kira uh, storyline that we've been getting Um, Kira being uh, the character we see actually right in Rogue One Um, and that is the one uh, gal who takes over the Crimson Dawn well I guess we she doesn't do that in the movie but she does in the comics so Drew tell us more about that yeah so what we're seeing here is kind of like the end game to Kira's arc. Um, she came back in War of the Bounty Hunters, and she orchestrated a plot to bring Crimson Dawn back to the forefront by stealing Han Solo, still frozen in carbonite. Nice. And then after that, uh, we we got Crimson Reign, which saw her begin a galactic shadow war between the major crime syndicates, <clears throat> forcing the attention of Emperor Palpatine, and her and end goal of all this being the eradication of the Sith actually hmm. yeah. and what we're seeing here now is the the end of this whole arc for Kira called Hidden Empire and this will be um, 
is designed to deliver the big finale to Kira's story. Um, and they did say uh, at least this phase of it. So don't necessarily anticipate her death just right, yet. There might right. be more to it. But this is kind of the end game for her plan to eradicate the Sith. And it's brought players from all over the Star Wars universe, from Darth Vader to Dr. Aphra to mm. the Knights of Ren even. Yeah. And yeah. so it's been really cool. Um, and they they do say that, uh, you know, Kira's story is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Mm. But yeah. in a good way, they say. Uh, so, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to take that. But so... Hidden Empire will continue the trend that the the um, War of the Bounty Hunters and and uh, Crimson Rain did, where it's taking all the current uh, running Star Wars comic books. So that's Star Wars, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. Doctor Aphra, Bounty Hunters. The, they're they're all gonna continue to work together to tell the the full story of this hidden empire. Gotcha. Um, and of course, then you'll still have the main hidden empire comic as well. So there's a lot of comics to read there, and uh, it's been really good so far. So I'm excited to see this. But the the other thing here is that they are um, gonna have direct connections here to both the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and beyond, as we have been kind of set after. Um, the Empire Strikes Back for a while now, we're getting ever closer to reaching Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, when that does happen, I don't know what Marvel plans to do. I assume they'll jump forward after Return of the Jedi and continue telling stories um, set after the uh, those trilogy of movies. Yeah, That's just my prediction. They have not officially confirmed anything there yet. But along with that, Along with that uh, that series, they did also um, reveal another series, and this is uh, Star Wars Revelations. Now, Revelations is very interesting. It's a special one-shot coming in November, and it's promising to point to the future of Marvel's Star Wars line, which, you know, as I said, is currently set after The Empire Strikes Back. Um the tale finds Darth Vader seeking out the eye of Webbish Bog on Mustafar. Hmm. Webbish Bog will be interesting to those of you who <laughs> right. knew uh, Trevorrow's scrapped script. Yeah, uh, that's a throwback. All the way back yes. to, uh, to one of our very first episodes. That I think was the like second. Yeah, one. second or third. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, if, you, if you go back and listen to that, we talk about the eye of Webbish Bog on Mustafar. And so anyways, this is bringing that, that character in here. Uh, it's a mysterious creature strong with the Force and a tale that will tease the direction for Marvel's various Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know that the Force can be used to glimpse the present, the past, and possible futures. Well, the Eye is going to show Vader all of the above, including moments that will be coming into play in 2023 all across the Star Wars line. It's our clever way of giving readers a preview of what everyone has up their sleeves for next year. But this isn't a 40-page movie trailer. It's a real Star Wars story with Vader at the center. Hmm. So... I am personally pretty excited about that. I think that sounds really cool. Um, and to start to see some of the big things we can expect uh, within 2023 is exciting. We also know that, uh, you know, we're getting a Yoda series soon. Um, excited about that as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, Star. I mean, Marvel, Star Wars, comics just continue to knock it out of the park. I'm telling you. Uh, it's some of the best Star Wars content you can get is what Marvel has been doing with Star Wars comics. 
it's it's just it's been fantastic and it's not been a waste of your time they they really do like tell some fantastic stories in furthering the universe in very significant ways mm-hmm. um, important ways so make sure to check those out when they come yeah absolutely i was gonna say you know i, I again drew has been a lot more into it than i have you know not because i'm disinterested just because i just i just haven't um but i will tell you that any of the ones that i have read like i read the 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 uh, the, the darth vader line right yeah. mm-hmm. and that was just the first one yes or just, was it both of them actually i read both because uh because there was the one that was set after a new hope uh-huh. and then there was the next one dark darth vader lords of lord of the sith or something which, which was set the one where he finds he thinks he finds his wife <laughs> okay yeah so that's the one that's set after um in between three and four yeah yeah so anyway, but what I've read has been incredible. Yeah, it's been incredible. So, um, and so, long story short, regardless, you know, if it's a story that interests you, I would uh, just go ahead and do it because I guarantee you, you're gonna probably enjoy it. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, going into our next story is that Lucasfilm Games will appear at Disney or D23's game showcase. Mm-hmm. Will and will spotlight. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So mm. uh, D23 announced that they're having a Disney and Marvel game showcase on Friday, September 9th. It's going to be live at D23. Um, there's, of course, a lot of games that we know are tied to this, including uh, Disney Mirrorverse, Avatar, Aliens, Dark Descent, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Marvel Snap, Disney Speedstorm, but also... Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Hmm, yeah, and there's also some other Star Wars games that we haven't heard about. But what we know for a fact is they did say that fans can expect new reveals from Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. So my question to you about this is: Do you think that we are going to get like a substantial? Uh, new add-on to Lego's Star Wars: A Skywalker Saga. Are we talking like more characters? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, <clears throat> I will say this: I, you know, as we both know, there was a pretty substantial. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, a pretty substantial like enthusiasm. It's not the word I'm thinking of, but you know what I'm saying for this game when it came out. Yeah. Everyone was excited for it. Everybody wanted it. Everybody, you know, like some of the sales we talked about on a previous episode like, we're insane for a Lego game, right? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like to keep that momentum going, well, so let me back up first. I could definitely see it just being like skins and, and maybe a new map or whatever, but, but we have so much, right? We have so much content um, that can be explored throughout the, the the Star Wars universe, right? We have, you know, obviously the Clone Wars stuff, the Rebel stuff, um, you know, in terms of storyline. We, of course, have all the Mando stuff. We have, you know, so many things that they, obviously, mm-hmm. when we're going with just the main saga, we're not tapping into. So, my point is, is that obviously, at this point in time, the game's not nearly as hyped as it, you know, as right. it once was. And I feel like this is the big flagship Lego game that, like, this is it. I mean, this is the complete, you know, not complete saga, right? But the Skywalker saga, right? This mm-hmm. is everything. So I could definitely see in D23 that they're going to drop, like, maybe a whole new storyline, like, like, the Cl- like Clone Wars missions or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, here's my thoughts. I think that I'm setting my expectation of, oh, here, you're going to get. 
um, some Andor characters. Yeah, right, right. And you're going to get some yeah. <laughs> Bad Batch Season 2 characters. You know what I mean? Congratulations. Like, that's what I'm setting my expectation for. Mm-hmm. However, I am with you 100% that if they really want to get people excited and they really want to do something cool, let's continue to expand this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's the thing. Don't get stuck on the, the Skywalker saga. Exactly. Okay? Don't yeah. get stuck on that title being in this game. Um, and I'm, I'm afraid they might. Where they're mm. like, well, but is this, if we would put this in it, it can, is it still part of the sky? In my opinion, the whole point of this game is it's everything. Like right. it's, it's like anything that Star Wars is, right. should be so in let's, this. So you know? let's make this game the hub for all of new Star Wars Lego stuff to, to branch out of. Mm-hmm. So yes, we have the Skywalker saga. That's awesome. But now let's, yeah, throw in some Clone Wars, you know, maybe do kind of similar to what they did before. But like now, you know, the Clone Wars is complete. So let's throw in like some of the best episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And and make uh, make levels out of that. And you know what? Hey, let's uh, let's do um, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Let's let's throw Rogue One in there. Let's do Solo. Let's do the movies. Okay. Let's like, if you want, let's throw in the, <laughs> the other two movies. Make uh, things of those. And then why not do the Disney Plus series? Why not do Mandalorian? Why not mm-hmm. do um, Obi Wan Kenobi? Like mm-hmm. there for to me, it's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. To me, it's a no brainer yeah. of release these. Make you know, however, depending on the the how big the expansions are, you know, maybe 20 bucks for the new expansion, whatever, as you release, uh, and parts of it, but like do as what a lot of video games are doing now where they're like, okay, we're releasing this game and then we're going to build upon it. Yeah, and, exactly. And like, this is your, this is where you come back to, to see more of this game. That's what it's most like games are doing. Hub, a live, you know yeah, it's saying. a hub, but it's like a live action type or not live action, uh, uh, live ser- games as a service. Right. Right. It's it's kind of that kind of thought of like okay Lego Star Wars this is the this is the game or the app you can even say that you're gonna click on mm-hmm. to then experience new Star Wars stuff as it comes out right so like a movie we don't even know about yet you're gonna be able to come back to this game and play that new movie yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely that's yeah. what this should become well and I think but that, I'm afraid that's not what's going <laughs> right and I think if if they want it to continue to be active I mean here, okay here's the thing like one of the best proponents of that style is destiny the game destiny correct right yeah yeah for sure um, and they're the one that really pioneered that, in my opinion. I mean, oh, yeah. there's games that have done that, but Destiny One, like D One, was that game. Yeah. That like that they their original plan was this going to be a ten year game. Mm-hmm. Their original plan was that this is going to last for nine to ten years, and that that you would keep coming back to the same game. But yet, by the time that you know it rolls around two three years later, it's almost like a different game because there's so much new stuff. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, and I can't remember what the decision was, but eventually decided to make a, a Destiny two, which actually was more on the side of Activision. Yeah, that's going yeah. into a whole thing. But. Yeah, this is Star. This is not and other stuff, so I yeah, don't want to get yeah. too crazy. But the point is, is now if you played D two or Destiny two, um, I mean literally, if you played the first season if you want to call it that they don't really do seasons but anyway but you know what i'm saying if you played the first couple months of the game and then you came back now like it's not even the same game right so you can't, well now now you can't even go to some of the the same places they've deleted whole <laughs> I mean, they literally deleted parts of the map i mean they've taken out whole planets yeah whole planets yeah. yeah so i guess my whole point is that 
that is kind of how it's trending in the market for games to be relevant long term and make more money and blah blah blah. Right. And I think they'd be stupid not to do it. Well, yeah, because you can make smaller doses of content mm -hmm. that can come out quicker than a whole new project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you can still charge money for it as long as it's something that the fans want to consume or want to to play. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's a to me it's an absolute no brainer. I unfortunately I. Again, I don't feel very confident that that's the route they're going to take. Un unfortunately, I feel like this is going to be a... They're going to release some characters for a while, then they're going to close close the chapter, and we'll see another Star Wars Lego game, and they'll do all this again down the road sometime. Which and doesn't of, make sense, right? Because this the whole point of this game is like it was the last. Well, I hope, I hope I'm wrong, you because know? you know they have a very big open world that could continue to right. add worlds they could make it uh they, the, the the engine itself um you know it's good enough that it can last for a while oh yeah uh, it looks great yeah it plays great so just yeah. add add the the new story content and we're good to go i really yeah, say for a lego game it's a phenomenal engine i yeah. mean obviously you know if you try to plug in some maybe some more like lifelike realistic it might not hold up but man for lego i mean that could last years and years i i, hold, I totally agree with that yeah so Anyways, uh, Warner Brothers, if you're hearing us, <laughs> yeah. um, you know what to do. You know what to do. Or wait, is it still Warner Brothers? It is, right? I think so. Or it was Telltale. Well, no, it 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 is it. So it's I don't know how to I don't know what the I don't know how it works anymore. TT Games. I know, I know that they, they're the ones who developed it, but it's still Warner Brothers that is producing yeah, I don't, it. I don't know how Or is it just Lucasfilm Oh, yeah, so now. Publisher is Warner Brothers. Publisher. Okay, Publish, okay Publisher is still Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I was, yeah. yeah. So they're the ones that are going to actually make the shots on that. I mean, I mean the developers right. may want to to be making more for right. it, but in the end, it's going to be up to the, the publishers if they want to spend the money. Yeah. So... This is our uh, request right here. If they announce, <laughs> right. if they announce uh, a new new levels for the game, mm -hmm. okay, new content from whenever in Star Wars, mm -hmm. they announce that, it's up to you, all of you listeners right now, yes. to go and buy it so that they'll, many of us that can go and buy it so that they'll want to exactly. continue to do it. Exactly. Because I think it would be great. And if that's what happens, Warner Brothers, uh, bring us on as uh, bring us on as advisors to yep. anything Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, give us all your money. Yeah. So. I will take it. Um, so, last but not least on our news, uh, we're going to go ahead and go with Star Wars Vision. So, those of you who may uh, may or may not be familiar, I think it was, was it 20, was it last year or was it 2020? Uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, it was. Um, last year, 2021, uh, Star Wars did a very interesting um, mm -hmm. uh, project called Star Wars Visions in which they approached some of the quote-unquote best Japanese animators uh, in Japan. Imagine that. Um, and they uh, they kind of tasked them to create their own um, basically Star Wars episode and in their own style. And so it was very interesting. It was very fresh, very new. It was something that we've never really seen before. Um, so it was, it, it was a moderately, I'd say, a, a relatively decent hit i guess with people maybe more of just the novelty rather than them liking anyway point i'm trying to make is that they're creating a second volume but what's very interesting is that the executive producer um actually addressed his decision to take volume two in his words global 
So again, as as those of you who are familiar with it and heard what I just said, Volume One was exclusively basically anime, right? It was Japanese animators creating episodes in their own style. But now he he says they're taking this volume in a more global directions. So basically, the animation style, uh, you know, they're going to get people who are not just uh, Japanese animators, as as essentially what he's trying to say. But Drew, you got more on that for us? Yeah, so at Celebration, we knew that they were going to, it was confirmed there that they were going to be going uh, forward with a, a second season of Star Wars Visions, but that it would not just uh, be animators from Japan. So uh, we know there's going to be United from the United States, uh, Chile, Ireland, the United Kingdom, Spain, France, South Africa, India, and South Korea. Uh, are all going to hmm. to cool. have episodes within this next uh, next set of shorts, and so he he went on to to say that the first anthology is anime because we all loved the style of it. But personally, my intention for Visions was to always let it be a more broad palette because there's so much great animation work going on in the world. There's so many interesting voices and all sorts of other mediums that are rarely focused on animation right now, and we really wanted it to be, in a way, a sub-brand that allowed for different creators to come celebrate Star Wars from their own unique cultural perspective. And the guiding light there was that we wanted their storytelling to be a reflection of what Star Wars meant in their culture, but also a reflection of the myths and stories that could only come out of their cultural context. So, I will say... This is far more intriguing to me than the first season. Um, as I have said many times, I am not a huge anime fan at all. Uh, anime, the the art style of anime just bothers me to no end. And wow. I know I'm upsetting people. I mean, wow. there's some people that are like, like convulsing right now wow. hearing me say that because I know some devoted anime fans. Wow. Like. And I know, I know, like the people that love anime, like they love anime, like they will, <laughs> they will like devote their lives to it. Um, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, See, though. Like, but here's the thing: the, this is, I think that you're attributing too much. Like it's like a cultish thing that you have. Like I feel like you have a bit of a bias against it, though. Like you have this idea of what it is. And that, like, you don't like the subculture of it rather than the animation style. Because as we saw with Volume One, there's tons of different anime or animation styles yeah i didn't like any of them oh i didn't i didn't Whatever. like any of it <laughs> I like guys I, he's biased it's okay i didn't like any of any of the art styles in in that was they were all in my opinion wow. Not very good. Wow. now i can understand the that i can understand like i can appreciate the effort put into them okay but as far as like, so, like when you're I saying you didn't it, even like, like ronin ronin no oh my god Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> no, I can't get over the crazy woman in that. She's got like a, what does she even have on her head? I don't know. It was crazy. Whatever it was. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember either, but it was just crazy. No. Uh, again, I can like the Ronin. It seemed kind of like a cool character, but like it was like the Star Wars version of Samurai Jack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Just because he's Japanese. Wow. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I. It, it doesn't matter. It, my my opinion on anime doesn't matter. It's, we're getting off subject. Here. Anyway, so I will but, say this. So leading off like on on the subject, but leading off this certain specific uh, sub topic here, um, that's 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 where they're gonna probably mess up a little bit because, in my opinion, 
as someone who knows what this is, as someone who knows what the executive producer has a vision for, blah, 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 they have not branded it in the way that they're wanting to, to lead it. The whole novelty of Visions was that it was an anime series of Star Wars. Like, that's probably what brought a lot of people who watched it into it. Because there's, unfortunately, a vast majority of people who don't like Star Wars animation. Like, whatever that may be, right? Clone Wars Rebels. And they're missing out on so much stuff. But the point is I'm trying to make is that just the novelty of saying, oh, they're making an anime Star Wars series. I feel like that probably even drawed some people in. Mm -hmm. But clearly, what the executive producer is saying makes a lot of sense. It's really cool seeing the individual um, influences of culture all about Star Wars. And but that's not... I don't feel like that's how they really marketed it. Or at least that's not where it's at at this point. So I feel like if they really push that home... That could be cool, and I think that would draw some people in. But the way it is now, that's like, oh, it's Star Wars anime, and now it's not anime anymore? You know? Like, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, yes, I do know what you're saying. But I feel... So I feel like watching Star Wars Visions uh, um, Volume 2, I mean, it's probably still going to... A lot of it's probably going to still kind of be like anime, right? I mean, I, I mean, I... When I think of... Well, for example, like, I I think what would be interesting is to go and look up the the popular animation style for each of these countries, just yeah. to get an idea of what what you know what's popular there. What what kind of shows are they creating? And that would probably kind of give you an idea. But I imagine, in in a lot of ways, it's still all going to be very reminiscent of what we get out of anime. So are you, basically, are you saying that anything? that has an irregular animation style. Is that what you're referring to? Yes and no. Uh, I mean, okay. so, <laughs> well, for example, you just said, you, you just said a lot of the, the anime that we get, um, it's all different, even though it's anime, right? Right. So it's, it's called anime because it's part of the Japanese culture, right? Right. It's part of the, you know, I mean, anime, like that's an actual Japanese word, right? I mean, I don't, I don't claim to know all that, but I'm, my point is but that there are still, it's but just there saying are still like Japanese animation. Right. So there are still different animations within that. So sure. what I'm saying yeah. is even though, yes, this, a lot of what we got was Japanese anime, what we're going to see within this, a lot of it might still look similar art styles that are from different countries is just technically not called anime because it's yeah, not from uh, Japan. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, <laughs> I think what I think what he's wanting though is more of again cuz I thought and again I think of what a lot of people thought is that again this is Star Wars but in a certain animation style or or field of style. But what he's saying that he wants is that he wants he wants Star Wars not inherently in a certain animation field or style of a field of style, but he wants it more of like the interpretation of what Star Wars means. So it could be plain Jane regular animation like de you know realistic detailed animation but yet at the end of the day it's more about like okay, it's like in Ireland so they have like Gaelic warriors in the 13th century but it's Star Wars you know what I'm saying like I mean I feel like that's a little on the nose mm -hmm. but you, you see what I'm saying? I think that's what he's wanting more so we'll see if yeah, that happens I mean, we'll, we'll see it's it's supposed to air in spring 2023 so we should be getting uh trailers for that uh, we need to move on we're 51 minutes into our news so, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of the news kind of is our show today. Um, yeah, we, yeah. we have, I don't know. We have a very extensive community discussion. We though. do have a community, very extensive community discussion, but we're not doing a main topic today. So 
Um, you guys get a little treat for all of you. Mm. Um, so <laughs> next in our, our news here, I'll, we'll bring this up very Or actually, this is yeah. not news. This, yeah, is, this rumors. is rumors. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting all scatterbrained. So this is rumors. This is our, our rumor for today. It says, Embracer Group seemingly confirms developer change for Knights of the Old Republic remake. Uh, so Embracer Group um, just bought a ton of of uh video game developers okay so they, they bought very some a, a ton they're they are they own tons of games now tons yeah and so that's a whole nother conversation that we won't really go into here because that's not really uh important but what is important about it is within this report about this um this was said one of the group's AAA projects has transitioned to another studio within the group to ensure the quality bar is where we need it to be for the title. We are not expecting any material delays for the title based on this transition. So, looking at this, one of, the, one of those developers that they have bought is um, Aspire. Mm -hmm. Which, as you guys know, um, has been the ones who have been making the Knights of the Little Republic remake. And as we, re I think, reported on uh, last episode, that there were some issues going on uh, with that development. And that it was being uh, kind of rethought out and may, right. may not ever even appear. Yeah, it was indefinitely delayed. Indefinitely yeah. delayed. And so, what we're what we're seeing here is um, that potentially this AAA project that has that has transitioned to another studio might be the Nest Old Republic remake. Because when you look, even though they own a ton of video game companies now, mm -hmm. there's not too many AAA projects uh, with reported trouble as far as under the um, their huge umbrella that we know of. So there's a lot of people, a lot of very uh, smart reporters out there that know their stuff that are saying that this is almost definitely the Aspire Nets of the Old Republic remake. Yeah. And they're saying they think that the Embracer held Saber Interactive, which is the direct owner of Aspire Media, will take over the project with its own development team. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so to give you guys kind of an idea, Saber Interactive's recent output of, of video games have been World War Z and Evil Dead the Game. Um, yeah. Two games that have done decently well, uh, especially I think World War Z did, did uh, pretty well. However, both of those games are very, very far from what <laughs> you would expect out of Knights of the Old Republic. Right. Not saying they can't do it, but it is a lot different. So, um, I don't know uh, what your thoughts are on this. I think there's probably a good chance this is, that this is the case. Mm -hmm. But I think that the idea of it not having any delays due to this is crazy. Yeah, and that's optimistic. Of course, that's a, that's like a a, a a publisher. You know, like that's how it mm -hmm. always works. That's how it always works. That's how yeah. games in our modern day. That's how it always works with publishers slash marketing teams. Is that they promise this, they promise that, promise this, and then the, and the developers are like, "Bruh, like how what? are we gonna do that? Yeah. Like, how how is that gonna? It's not literally not possible. Publishers publishers will 
these days will literally They'll announce a game yeah. with a with a date, and then like a week later will delay it, and they don't <laughs> care. They just want to get that headline out there. That's all they care about. <laughs> yeah. But inadvertently, they're literally weakening their brand by literally doing stupid stuff like that. But anyway, digress. Um, but yeah, so those of you who are excited about KOTOR Remake, uh, there's there's maybe some light at the end of the tunnel uh, in regards to this, um, yeah. you know, because we we went from being indefinitely delayed to this might be picked up again and with a new a new publisher and, all, and new developers and all this yeah. stuff. So let's uh let's 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 go straight into our upcoming releases. I think we can yeah. skip our other rumor that we had. Yeah, wasn't that good that anyway? Important. Um, we don't really care about it. We just yeah. going to talk about it anyway. Um, so we're going to go straight into our releases and we do have some stuff coming up here for you guys. So we'll go and dive into that here. So, uh, we have Dr. Afra issue number 23. That'll be coming out on Wednesday. Also Darth Vader issue number 26 will also be out on, on Wednesday. So some exciting stuff there. Um, on the 31st, we're getting, uh, Obi-Wan issue number four and yeah, that's, that's it. That's all the yeah. releases that we have. Uh, I will say that the princess and the scoundrel just released on Tuesday and I have it. I'm reading it. Um, so far I'm enjoying it. It's, it's been good so Has far. Has it made we'll... you want to go see the Halcyon? <laughs> so <laughs> interestingly enough, haven't got to a point where they go there yet. I, really? I, I mean, I'm interested. I'm I'm pretty sure it's like confirmed that they do go there, right? But like yeah, I think I'm, that's what it's well, about. yeah, because uh, I got the email. It says you're invited. Your wedding oh, okay. invitation, and it says on gotcha. the Halcyon. So so, yeah. so far has not went there. I'm I'm not like super far into it yet, but um, but ex very excited for for that um, for that to, to see where they go with that book. Yeah, uh, enjoy it. Well, I'll talk about it more when I'm done with it. I will also say real quick that I did finish Padawan. And I uh, was pretty Ooh. disappointed with it. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I gave it three out of five stars. I think. Really. Um, no, that's too bad. Yeah. Some some creative decisions there was not a fan of at all. Hmm. And also the the story was just kind of eh, it was okay. It was okay. Um, yeah. I don't really have much to say more than bad. that. But um, yeah. So. I guess well, we'll get straight into our uh, our community discussion that you got a, there for us. On so less depressing you. news here. Now, um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, guys, we're going to move into our final thing for this week, and that is our community discussion. And those of you who may be aware or not aware, I guess, um, that is when we come to each and every one of you with a single question, and we ask it, and we're going to go ahead and discuss your answers live on air. And, and then at the very end, kind of like summate everything and go over our opinions as well. So one of the fun uh, little series we've been doing here uh, for our community discussion is going over common Star Wars debates. And so here comes another classic Star Wars debate for you. And that is in the 2004 DVD re-release of Return of the Jedi, there were many changes that happened, many of which were CGI-based. But probably the most controversial being which the uh, being the addition of Hayden Christensen as Anakin's Force Ghost rather than Sebastian Shaw, which was the original actor that played him. So, what are your thoughts? Do you think that uh, it should have remained Sebastian Shaw, or do you like that it was Hayden Christensen instead? And uh, we. I, I, I didn't post this necessarily late, but I posted it today as we're recording. And uh, and usually we get like two or three, and we just go over the two or three. We got seven answers. So Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> you guys we, are... we really appreciate you all coming in like that. Yeah, first of all, I appreciate it. But second of all, you guys are passionate about this, clearly. So uh, and, and most of the comments are like several sentences long here. So 
awesome. We love it. So we're just going to go um, in, in order as they we receive them. And then we're not really going to talk about them much until we get to the end because there's so many. So Corey Allen Y says, I feel like to go with the rest of the story, Hayden was the right choice. He was and still is the future of the Star Wars universe as Anakin and Vader. David Gill says, every time we see a Force ghost, they are always in the form that they were last seen. Obi-Wan, Yoda, even Qui-Gon. So I think the same should go for Ana- or excuse me, same should be for Anakin. He should be seen as the last form that was on the light side of the Force. To Luke, that would have been Sebastian Shaw's character. If it would have been Obi-Wan seeing it, then Hayden Christensen. That is a, I, I said I wasn't comment, but that is something that I was going to say later on. Very cool comment, David. So uh, anyway, uh, Philip Mahirin says, I personally feel like they should have kept it Sebastian Shaw. Uh, the reason I say that is because any other time that we see a force ghost, the individual always looks the way that we had seen uh, seen them last. In this instance, the last time we saw Vader, it was the older version played by Sebastian Shaw. If they were going to change out Sebastian Shaw with Hayden Christensen, then why not switch out Sir Alec Guinness with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan? It just seems a bit inconsistent, but that's just my personal opinion. And you know what, Philip? That's the beauty. It's all opinions, baby. <laughs> Kelby Smith says, So I feel like it was a bad choice. I think that... Oh, I lost my place. Here we go. Uh, I think that... Or I think what would have been a better choice would be a flashback montage of Anakin's life after Luke takes off Vader's helmet as he is dying. This would show the headlights of his journey... Or <laughs> his highlights. I'm reading too much here. His highlights of his journey, his rise as a Jedi, his fall to the dark side, the realization that he had children as Vader, and then ultimately the love as a father that saved him. Possibly even had a force ghost of Obi-Wan appear to him as he was dying. Then have Sebastian Shaw appear as himself. It would have been better been better storytelling, in my opinion, and would have tied up some of the loose ends concerning force ghost abilities. Josh and Birkenshaw, JB, says, should have kept Sebastian Shaw. However, I believe if they knew they were going to bring Hayden back, uh, they might as well have kept him in. Use, or used Hayden as they have, young Vader. Personally, it doesn't really bother me, but if I was Sebastian, I might well be annoyed at losing my royalties, which, unfortunately, I don't think Sebastian Shaw cares anymore because I think he's dead. So <laughs> so maybe his family might care. His family might. <laughs> his family might care. Um, James Greer says, Personally, I think it was a fine addition. It pulled the prequels into the original trilogy. I think it's fun to watch the older versions with Shaw and the original Han and Greedo exchange, etc., but when you watch the Blu-ray versions or with higher quality than VHS, I think it's fun to see tiebacks to the prequel like this and the celebration on Naboo by the Gungans. And then last, but not least, uh, short and sweet, Mr. Brandon Dukes as usual says, Long live the Dark King, Hayden Christensen. That is all, boys. <laughs> Classic Brandon. Classic love it. Dukes. Mr. Dukes. <laughs> but of the Dukes. So, yeah, so we have a varying... Uh, array of opinions here right there's some who thinks that it was good that they brought in Hayden there's some who thinks it's bad and they should have left Sebastian Shaw now Drew I don't know about you but I have held both opinions in different times of my life all right and now where I sit is somewhere in the gray a little in the middle on both so I can definitely see both sides and again funny enough I I I had this answer before I even read David's comment, and it's very similar to what he said. So just looking at it from my perspective on both sides, right? So Mm -hmm. Sebastian Shaw, 
at the end of the day, that is who was originally in there. That was who uh, played him. That was originally originally in the movie. So it just felt weird that they would have taken this guy out who you would have never seen otherwise. And then all of a sudden, now we're replacing him with this younger actor. Mm -hmm. And uh, as many people have said, right, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we see the people in, as Force Ghosts as they were right when they died, as long as they were with the, the light side, right? Mm -hmm. And we do know, right, um, on the Death Star, when, when Anakin is dying, we see him take off his mask. He turns back to the light side, and it was Sebastian Shaw. So... Part of me thinks, yes, I do think that at the end of the day, it should have remained him because of just that fact alone. But I can see it on the other side, too, right? I can see it, you know, bringing in Hayden because at the end of the day, they just filmed all of the prequel trilogy. So it's fresh on people's minds. Right. And, and it does, as, as I can't remember who all said it, but there was a couple people who said it, it does kind of nicely tie in the prequels and, in. and it does. all. So I, I get that. And secondarily, too, people could summate or not summate but um, um um extrapolate whatever the thought that yes although anakin did turn back to less at the end the form that he took on was before all of the corruption and before all of the evil and therefore it's kind of the lighter side of him and i'm like right. okay that makes sense too but i i i i think i have come to some weird middle ground and i like it's so funny because david basically said exactly what i what i was going to say and that is the force is not one dimensional guys i mean you know at, in, at the end of the day the force is like the, the entire fabric of the universe in star wars and it's it's it can my opinion almost be whatever it needs to be and i like that idea is that whenever we see sebastian shaw uh, that was what Luke and some of these, you know, original trilogy characters would have seen because they would have never known what Anakin looked like. And then secondarily, Obi-Wan, Yoda, some of these guys, they would have never seen him older. So it would be interesting to think that, like, you know, the, the visage of mm -hmm. the Force Ghost changes to the individual that's that's viewing them. And I like that, that thought. Um, you know... To remain in continuity, yes, I, I do like the idea of it being Sebastian Shaw, you know, um, but but I, I do think that it, that is a very kind of one-dimensional um, way of thinking, and I feel like the Force can do a lot more than that, you know. So yeah. I have more I can say, but Drew, what do you think? Well, I think everybody uh, together has covered a lot of the different opinions and thoughts on it, um, but I, I, I think, you know, that you know when George Lucas changed it it was very controversial and and I had a lot of issues with it for a long time for you know again a lot of the reasons people were stating like does it make really doesn't add up doesn't make sense doesn't line up with the, with everything else that we've learned about about Star Wars and and everything but at the same time yeah seeing Hayden Christensen there is kind of cool and, mm -hmm. and, and it is a nice way to tie it in but again it never really made a whole lot of sense um, and I like what what you and David both were, were talking about there um, but what I, what I will say and that I that I know is uh, a canon is that we learn in I believe it's from the book from a certain point of view. Um, I believe it's the the New Hope one, but maybe or maybe it's the Empire Strikes Back one. Um, but we, we get a story there talking about uh, force ghosts. And within that, they do. uh mention that a force ghost can uh choose their appearance really i, I didn't know that 
So a force yeah. ghost can uh, can change their appearance to kind of what they want to, yeah. to be, what they okay. want to appear as. So with that, um, Makes I, I believe that Anakin chose to revert back to what he um, back to what he looked like right. when he was was uh, was. Um, a Jedi. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then, and you say, well, why why wouldn't Obi Wan do that? You know, why wouldn't he go back to when he looked young? And, eh, and yeah. it's like, but uh, I don't think I don't think the looks, like the aesthetic looks, is what really what that was about, right? I mean, mm-hmm. from what right. you're saying, in his heart, Anakin right. knew that how he looked is what at the culmination of all of the corruption, the evil, the dark side had corrupted him to that point. He mm-hmm. was he was malformed. He was uh, you know. It was messed up, but in yeah. his mind, when he was truly in the light side, that's how he perceived himself. Yeah, right. I mean that's that's awesome. Yeah. So you know, of course, it's like, well, Disney just did that to to fix it. Well, yeah, they did, but that's what <laughs> that's the beauty of of uh, the Star Wars yeah. uh, story group and what they can. You know, they're like, oh well, how do we fix this little weird thing? Well, let's make a story and let's write write something in that kind of fixes that issue. Uh-huh. And that's one of those things where. Yeah, we learn that there is there is ways to kind of change appearance and and again maybe it kind of works in the way that you and David mentioned where it's mm-hmm. like maybe it is where it's it's they their kind of their appearance is based off who is who they who is looking at them and mm-hmm. talking to them you know um, and but yeah that that's that's my. Uh, you know, nerdy cannon throw in for well, you guys. Well, and honestly, but. I I wasn't even aware of that to be honest with you. And I think that perfectly ties it all up right there. I mean, at the end of the day, if a force ghost can choose its own appearance, it makes perfect sense. Though, well, I, I wish I could tell you the exact story that it comes from. Um, oh, I know it's oh, from boy. one of the uh, from a certain point of view books, but I don't remember which one yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Uh, like I said, uh, that and that is one merit of reading like these extra books and stuff as long as they're canon is that they do throw in a lot of little stuff like that, that that really does tie in a lot of little loose ends. Um, yeah, so there, there is some merit to that for sure. So. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and end uh, our episode this week. <laughs> for for not having a main topic, we sure really went long, and that's fine because uh, we we love uh, getting stuff out there for you guys. We and, love Star Wars. And uh, at the end of the day, folks, um, you know, if it was just us, we wouldn't be doing this because it is no. it is work, it is extra time and effort. Uh, Andrew does more than I do, and I appreciate that. But we both put some you're time very, and effort. You're welcome, sir. And uh, long story short, I will say, though, it is because of you guys why we do it. And uh, and, and sometimes on little dry weeks and stuff, you know, it's a little, it's a little uh, sad sometimes. But like yeah. this week when we got seven different comments on our uh, community discussion that we posted today, awesome. And, and it excites us. Exactly. And uh, pushes exactly. us to, to do more. And so... Anytime you guys comment or share something, anything like that, oh yeah, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. We it see absolutely it, does not, and yeah. we appreciate it more than really more than we can ever put into words. Yeah, so it, it, it's super exciting for us guys, and we're so thankful for it. Um, so, but again, we, we just appreciate you guys so much and the support that you give to our podcast, to uh, this brand of Jedi Eternal, right? And we just absolutely look forward to hearing from you. We hope you guys reach out to us, and whether it be in the comments or on our DMs or whatever, we just want to hear from you. But please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all these different places, right? Specifically on Facebook for weekly news and I mean, polls. maybe not Twitter, though. 
Actually, yeah, we do. I, I'm not even logged into our Twitter for. I can't tell you maybe, how long. Maybe just don't look at our Twitter. Just don't even. We we haven't we haven't yeah. updated our Twitter in a long time because okay. we tried we tried to to update to Twitter for you know the and beginnings. Nothing. I mean nothing. Nobody ever. I tried every tactic there, so. that I learned in my marketing so just, degree. So just stay away from from our Twitter. But yeah. yeah, continue. So our Facebook, our Facebook, and our Facebook. Yes, our Facebook. <laughs> for, our Facebook's for, where it's at, baby. Yeah, for weekly news, polls, memes, discussions, and all that good stuff uh if you want it it's there um please also like us and follow us on spotify and apple Podcasts. of course that is where all this is coming from for the most part and if but if you could on our facebook on our spotify on our apple podcast leave us a review we would be so very grateful for that yes, helps us um uh you know even if it's something not totally uh five star you know we'll take it because we we want to get better. We want to grow. Whatever you guys want from us. Might hurt our feelings a little bit. A little but we'll bit. Take it. It, it we'll stings, take it. but you know, it's going it's to make us better. You know, tough love. <laughs> but we thank you all so much for listening. And oh, we ask that you join us next week for a Let's Play episode for Lego Star Wars a Skywalker Saga, which will be so fun. And the week after that for a new podcast episode. But last but not least, may the Force be with you. And we thank you for joining. <laughs>